recording. Oh, there it is. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about the most wholesome wrestler ever. That's right. Lex, I'm in a wheelchair now because if my legs worked, I would run towards drugs and away from my wife. That's right. It's Brett the Hitman Hart's greatest prodigy, yes. Lex Luger. This Let's is talk what about, I really like about this is the, this is This is the best thing about Lex Luger is literally Brett the Hitman Hart introduces him to coffee and cheating on his wife. That's so funny. Have a, this will wake up your day and this to make you go to sleep. Exactly right. This is how you start your day. This is how you end your day. Um, Brett, you just <laughs> threw coffee on a woman. Yep. That's how I do it. But then I guarantee you next to quickly. like all the other wrestlers and what they were doing in their early 90s that Bret Hart made cheating on your wife seem like a, like a self-help thing. You I guarantee know, you he's don't like... You do pills. You just cheat. Yeah, you don't... Um, yeah, yeah. You're not hungover if you cheat on your wife, and you're not addicted to anything except yeah. for lying to your wife, which is it's good. like exercise that ends in the greatest gift of all, hurting someone's feelings. Exactly. You know what's the best thing about cheating on your wife? She doesn't know, but you can tell her whenever she's doing something that it would it would be very hurtful for her to find out. <laughs> when my wife was giving birth to my third son, Blade, I looked at her <laughs> in her face and went, I have had an affair with everyone who has helped create this child all these nurses that doctor two people agreed to name a child blade i think that um <laughs> two Bre people Bre were Bret like Hart, it's Bret agreed Hart, then Hart's kids names are a war crime it's like what are the, what's the first one trinity is it blade trinity it's dallas dallas jeffrey dallas? blade colton Alexandra, Sabrina, and Jade Michelle. I'm going to say this right now. All of Bret Hart's kids have different types of stripper names. Please welcome to the stage, Blade Colton. Is not bad. Please welcome to the stage, Alexandra. No, but it's, you have to do Jade. the middle name. Alexandra Jade. Jade for... Jade is, Jade is a lot. Jade Michelle? Jade Michelle. Jade Michelle I'm just going to say, Jade, Jade for a white person from Calgary is a lot. Oh my God! That's essentially that's that she qualifies as a Muslim in Calgary with the name Jade Michelle. <laughs> that's there's so many syllables in that name. You can be AJ it, though, AJ. No wait, Jade Michelle, JM. No bad. No, that's terrible. That. That's one of the worst things I've ever heard. JMH. Fucking bleed like that's a that is like not to be like super hacky, but that is totally something. that's like he was super high. What do you want to name your son? Blade dog. <laughs> I guarantee. He That's looked dope. at me. He called Bruce and he's like, What did you name your son? And he's like, I named my son Alan. And he's like, You know what's better than Alan? Blade. A B boom. And like I guarantee it was something to fuck with one of his other brothers. There was you, um, I have never seen a family more unhealthy than the Hart family. That didn't that, do. that doesn't involve them fucking each other. Like just their it, their dynamics are so weak. Like the amount of them that took the WWE side against Mar against Owen Hart's family because they were like, We might get a job. And it's like, yeah, man, you're not getting a job, Keith. What job are you? They don't need someone to talk about which That's snowblower. Super sad, but that is also like apparently that happened at Eddie Guerrero's funeral, too. There is a lot of guys like cozying up where it's like, man, I mean, Vince didn't do anything, but he didn't. But the body dysmorphia that goes along with being in the WWE didn't fucking help a guy who's like already got substance abuse problems. And Vince is like. Hey, man, we'll have you back as long as you just do HGH. Why yeah. did I? Oh, your heart outgrew your body like the Grinch, but in real life. Uh -oh. Hi, Eddie. The look we want you to have is we want it to seem like your clothes are actively getting smaller while you're wearing them. Yeah. We want your veins to be as big as your body used to be. Yeah. Hi, Eddie. Have you ever seen a porn star's penis that veiny, that bumpy? <laughs> just 90s porn stars. Remember that? Remember every 90s porn star was like, wow, this is like a mid-carter.
I mean, of course, I that's the only porn I've now narrowed it down to mm-hmm. because it's so wholesome. There's no, there's no, it's just, just the gentle penetration, gentle. the gentle penetration of peen and devine. I think I've told you this before, but the first one I ever saw was a Cinderella one, and then the guy nutted in the glass slipper and she drank it. And then years later, I was like, oh, that was super weird. Because I just, because this was the first it's one. Of course, like, yeah. All the rest of them, I'm like, when does he. When does he make her drink it? <laughs> there's a there's a one of the first pornographic internet films I've ever seen, and I love that this is our Lex Luger episode. Um, was a blooper, and the woman got the name. got the dildo lost inside of her, oh. and I thought that that's just what happened. Yeah, they get it afterwards. It's a surprise. Yeah, that's what I just thought. Like it yeah. fell out after a bit. I thought they just like put. Yeah, it's I'm. It's affected me ever since. Here's what has affected Lex Luger, and that is the wrestling we business. A long time. We shouldn't have stopped. When it became WCW, we should have literally stopped, like you said, when he goes to WWF, because that really is when his life falls apart. Like I, I disagree because like, this is no, 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 no. no. We, 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 we picked the exact right point. Here's why: his mind was broken by this moment. So he is essentially. We'll do this very quickly because everyone kind of knows this moment, but it's very interesting to think about it from Lex's side, which is Lex is this guy who's come in. He's gotten this crazy high contract from Crockett. Turner then buys it. He's this to if you're a business person just looking at the the balance sheet. Lex Luger, they go, well, they have to have seen something in this guy for him to have gotten this amazing contract. Not understanding that Jim Crockett just got rolled by someone who was a businessman. So they come in and they're like, well, obviously, we'll just push Lex as this sort of star. And it is working. He is that like mid-carter. Like he like looks great. He's super hot. He's in the Four Horsemen, all of that sort of stuff. It's going back and forth with the U.S. title. He has an alliance with Barry Windham. You read all this stuff that's very exciting. And then Flair fucks off, leaving Jim Hurd with the only option that they need to put the belt on someone because it's Jim Hurd and they're stupid. What I think is Harley race was like, I know how to get me a fucking paycheck. He becomes the manager. And this is when Lex's entire life falls apart from this moment because he's given, he's way too overexposed nerd wrestlers from this moment, hate him because they loved Ric Flair. And it's this weird, odd moment. He's never respected in the locker room. He also then, his contract has a certain amount of days, so he has the championship, and he sits at home for most of 91 and a good part of 92 because they're like, we're not paying you to wrestle extra days. You've wrestled all the days you're contracted. You're just the champion who shows up. He then finally comes back at Super, like, Super Brawl 2. I've watched all these pay-per-views. They actually do a pretty good build, and this is when Sting is at his best. Sting absolutely sells that Lex Luger is this traitor as fuck and he's going to get the belt back. It's just that nothing else around it is cohesive or interesting. And they had a great setup with the Dangerous Alliance as this like other big feud. He'll feud and then it all just dissipates and evaporates. And Lex fucks off to the WWE with a huge amount of ego, a lot of assumed potential, no ability to live up with that. And also he's going into a time where the WWF is populated with political assassins in wrestling. Like Scott Hall, if you watch it, is undercutting the Lex Express cut by making weird faces behind Lex in the most 90s move ever. Like this is why this is like rereading the research that I did just before this while there was a plumber uh, walking around. Uh, making me feel like not a man because he was just basically, here's how you fix this. And he touches it and it's just fixed. And I was like, oh, 
I could have definitely done that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people around who will make you feel be like, oh, you could, yeah. I could have just watched a YouTube video. That is one thing about becoming a father. Definitely a lot of things in my life would were legit solved by watching a four-minute YouTube video, and I am including them going like and subscribe and just talking weirdly talking about like, some weird <laughs> thing beforehand. I yeah, like right. a I like a, I like a wrench with a with a goofy grip, mm. and then they just tell you how to fix it. I'm like, wow, you could have just turned the thing on and be like, here's how you fix this. Fuck you. And there's a bunch of cooking. I like a nice cooking YouTube video of how do I do something like this because you can literally just put in, I have these items. How do I make this happen? And they always will talk about unnecessary things like the stove they're using. I'm using a black and decker, and I'm like, if you if the stove matters, go fuck yourself. My favorite is like. There was like a pipe that we thought burst, me and this other janitor when I was working at the Of course. Store. It is crazy that you did that. I, like, I have, it's also what's crazy is... I'm going it back. Was so I'm, fucking, I'm fucking done with this bullshit. You're done with comedy? Your dreams. All right. And you're, Everyone and out dream- there, live your dreams. And my dream is I want to watch be- Netflix and be paid for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't Dylan, fucking- Dylan has said this many times. He's turned to me and gone, you know what my dream is? I'm going to be part of a union uh, that means someone can walk up and be like, One of the hey, did you... fucked a principal principal got fired janitor went to sex addiction that's right do you want to know why i'm in the gym you know, fucking is that true is that a true story that's what, i mean it's it's fucking janitors so in who, janitors are like comedians but with no climbing they just tell the sick ass gossip and then that's i gotta it. tell you i gotta tell you let me tell you right now you want to tell you want the, most, the most sad one i worked with this guy you want to know the craziest one go ahead i got divorced right she got the kids he got the j- job as a janitor he got a job. Uh, he lost his job with COVID. He got a job as a caretaker, which, by the way, great. Anyway, he now, since you obviously can't just be like, yo, I live with my bros. Yeah, every other weekend, me and my bros will take care of the kid. So you have to have like a single uh, domicile, right? Yeah. So he now rents the house that he had to sell to pay for his own divorce. That's amazing. Which is like, and I met the guy and he was like, we couldn't figure out how to get like a fucking. We couldn't figure out how to get like this one thing to turn off so that we could leave the school, and um, he was like almost he's, crying. And then I was like, like, "This is pre me having a kid." I was like, "Man up!" Oh yeah, and the other thing was like, "Oh, there's some teens in the yard drinking," and I was like, "Yeah, man, go tell them to leave. I'll gladly videotape you getting the." piss beat out of you by some teams like who gives a fuck if they're drinking yeah exactly I don't, <laughs> I don't here's a, a shit. here's the thing that everyone has lost and lex luger did not lose this which is being a janitor being a janitor more importantly is it you do you own the, is you, are you are you jim the school no then let the kids fucking okay. drink this is the problem i can't believe i'm the one doing this off topic but the one thing i did want to visit was I hate YouTube videos that are like, so the pipe burst thing, we thought the pipe burst, and literally this guy is going, so if you guys are new to my channel, the only reason you're watching this video is because you might be dying, and this guy's still like, it'd be really great if you guys could like and subscribe, I got Twitter, (laughs) like it's like, the video should start with you being like, holy fuck, okay, fucking cover it with a t-shirt, man, you're fucked, you fucking, all right, I'm sure... I don't know how your life is, but someone you love is yelling at you. They are screaming in your face, blaming you for this. You turn around, you tell them, you fucking did this as much as I did, you fucking motherfucker, so you don't fucking get off my back right now because we're trying to help. Here's the one thing that I've learned from my various cup of coffees and manual labor that so many people forget about, which is, and it's been in this pipe bursting thing, and I've had it two opportunities where um, people have should have literally eaten my asshole out of forgiveness and then didn't because they couldn't admit they were wrong, which was 
both times a pipe burst and they both did exactly your thing of like tried to shove a t-shirt in it tried to turn it off at the tap and what i always do because i remember being taught this as a kid is i went and into the closet because it's a small place found the water shut off valve turn that off and if it's by a toilet it's literally next to you it's always literally right yeah. there you there to go like that the amount of people and this is a and by the way you should be murdered that never think to do that in those situations and overreact and panic when plumbing problems are usually pretty easy because turn the yeah, valve off figure out just turn that turn that valve off and yet everyone everyone does also in my house i live in a house in london and it was discovered at a certain point i didn't experiment because i didn't um, there was one toilet and it was shared by six people and i was the only person that would chicks, unclog it chicks chicks take big fucking period dumps and they don't fucking clean that shit and they do not also unclog the toilet meaning that i once left it for six days and used toilets and businesses as an experiment and watched four people try and uh get someone else to unclog a toilet um and then finally, one of the people was like, listen, I did something very bad in there five days ago. I need you to take care of it because I do not know how to do it and I'm not willing to learn. And I was like, this is disgusting. I will do it. Yeah, that then, is true, actually. There was a lot of dainty British people who were like, Jonathan, can you put a garbage bag on your hand and touch my actual shits? And John would be like, oh, Christ. The <laughs> amount of times I had to do that. The amount of time. I will never forget. Trump got elected and I came home. And someone had, it was black, like black as this t-shirt, yeah, yeah, black yeah. and thick. And I went to, at five o'clock in the morning, alarmingly drunk, unclogged the toilet, fell asleep until 11. That's actually probably the best time to do it, to be fair, because you could just throw on a podcast. You're like, whoa, it's like a party in here. <laughs> Don't think I didn't do that, but yeah, put on some, put on some, like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hell okay, Speaking of rocks, let's talk about Lex Luger. This is the, the him the WWF is the worst thing he's ever done. First I thing he does. Pizza Man Jim Hurd. Can I tell you something? I want you to. I love Jim Hurd. I don't think Jim Hurd Hurd is to blame for anything. Jim Hurd was There's a businessman. So wrestling people. Tony Khan is a worse promoter. Or a worse. Uh, oh, Jim Hurd was like how many months was he there? I think Everyone he was there. on these guys because they are not in wrestling anymore. So they're kind of like you can't win or lose anything by just being like fuck them, fuck you. So they kind of like visited and then left. And also it's a lot of it is that um, sensitivity that a lot of wrestling fans have of this guy made fun of us. Fuck you. It's kind of like he's a bully. Jim Hurd for sure walked in and was like, what the fuck am I doing? And then, you know, Jim Corrett was like, it doesn't matter. It's fake. Look yeah, at my also, ass. Look at my ass. Also, here's <laughs> the thing with it is it's like Ric Flair. He's like, we need to spruce you up, Ric Flair. You're not interesting anymore. And so he's like, you're going to be Spartacus. His job was a businessman. No, he's not a wrestling guy. And that's Turner's fault. And he should have just, but he was given the hand he was dealt with. Like, mm -hmm. it's also that thing of like, he's like, well, he had like, his creative was Kevin Sullivan, Jim Cornette, and Ric Flair and Jim Ross. Let me tell you who are not going to listen to Jim Hurd. And his job is I'm the boss. Like, yeah, he was probably bad at wrestling, but if like he sits down and he's like, We're gonna do this, and then Ole Anderson's like, I'm gonna fucking stab you in your asshole. Okay, well then how about this? I'm not listening to you. You're fired, and we'll do something like yeah, he just got manipulated. Who cares? I'm gonna say this. Tony Khan is a worse wrestling businessman. Tony Khan spent five minutes of a press conference attacking Eric Bischoff, who does not have nearly the cume that AEW has. Literally, I didn't know that Eric Bischoff was still bragging on that. And then now every, now it's the story, along with the fact that Tony Khan can't keep any wrestlers from being Well, it's almost uninjured. like, congratulations, Tony Khan. You won this weird version of Survivor, which is you're the last guy listening to that. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like sometimes I think about us. I'm like, man, there's just two comedians, and then once you listen to this, really just two geeks talking about wrestling and just like being friends and having fun. But then I think about like, dude, when Conrad Thompson started that Bischoff podcast, it's like really this guy was around for like what, like four years? Like how much can you? And then really, you want to hear someone talk about eras. That's why the Bruce Pritchard thing was so fun. It's because he he was a part of many eras of wrestling and he could lend his voice to that. But really, Bischoff, it's like, hey, you're going to shoot on when you came into TNA, but then like get defensive and everyone's frustrated. Well, this is why it doesn't work is... We're going to talk um, about Lex Luger soon, man. Sorry. We're 16 we minutes gonna... in. I'm going to I'm gonna start doing time codes because it's like we don't really talk about this motherfucker until 30 minutes in. Anyway, continue. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about him because I'm very intrigued. But what I'll just say about Eric Bischoff, what the thing is, is Eric Bischoff, all of his stories are pretty much known. So the only way he can appear in Google searches, he has to have an outlandish take. For a huge portion of the early Bruce Pritchard run, we didn't – no one knew that Jerry Jarrett was disliked within the Fed. No one knew about a bunch of that. No one knew Jim Cornette owned a rat in one of the weirdest things ever. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So it's all sort of mysteries and surprise, which is why I really enjoy Lex Luger. Look at me, Dylan. Because this period going in, I didn't know that he never competed in the World Bodybuilding Federation. Basically, he wants to leave the uh, WCW. They want him to go because he signed this contract that was for a minimum of $350,000 a year, all first-class travel, and a minimum amount of, amount of dates that Jim Corn Crockett signed and then they had to honor. They were fine to let him go. Sting's now the champion. Sting can go on his weird run with Vader. But he has a no compete to get around that. They sign him to the WBF, which weirdly Lex Luger is so proud of. Like he keeps, he's like, that was my idea. It was my idea to commit a well, vague. That's what he wants. This flaw. is the thing. Here are the things about Lex Luger that I want to visit. First of you, firstly, when you're talking about, because I do really think it's interesting that a guy that when Turner buys it, you're getting executives looking at it. Because if I'm looking at this like, I don't know about anything about wrestling, and I'm just an acting. Like uh, like I'm just casting a movie. Mm-hmm. You have Lex Luger, who clearly looks like a star. Like he looks like he's a guy who, when you're flipping television, you think like exactly he's gonna you like, stop stop. But the other thing is, at this point, you have Sid, and I was gonna pose you this question: Who do you think? Who would you pick, Sid or Lex Luger? Because I'd pick Sid because Sid I'd is a Sid more too. interesting version of Lex Luger. Because like. This is the 80s and whatever. Like a Lex Luger, a guy like a Lex Luger who's just a straight ahead good guy type thing, that would work more in like that. Here's my question. But once you get into the era of like the Punisher and like the anti hero in like the 80s, you're you're kind of beyond that. Like, look at this guy. I agree with what you're saying. What's what's interesting is both of them could never be the top guy because they're both just too weird as people. That's the funniest thing about it. You could never. They're in that Kane thing. It's like (laughs) Luger is Kane and so is Sid where it's like, they get the title sometimes, so right. exactly, up, and then they can lose, and it doesn't matter because they look so sick. All you need to do is put them on Saturday mornings, and then they fucking do their finisher a couple times, and everyone's like, yeah, that's great. What I would actually say is Kane is the best version of Lex Luger or Sid. Like, Sid and Lex Luger basically paved I like path. Sid so much better than Kane, but continue. But no, no, I agree with you. No, I'm agreeing with you in that Sid is the more fun rest. Dylan's, by the way, walking out of frame right now. He's so enraged about my cane point. What I'm saying is, <laughs> in terms of reliability, all of that sort of stuff, at a certain point, Lex Luger and Sid both became like, well, we'll see how this goes for a variety of different reasons. Kane was already. Kane could be in the middle of a city council meeting, and if Vince McMahon called him and was like, hey, I'm going to need you to come choke slam the gobbledygooker, and he'd be like, all right, I'll be there. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Kane was the most reliable version of this type of character. Sid is the best version of this character because Sid's entire moveset was a walk to the ring, invest, invent the fist bump, talk about how he's the ruler of the word for, world for no reason, chokeslam that's very bad but looks like it hurts like a motherfucker, powerbomb looks brutal and kills a guy, get out of the ring. Chokeslam, powerbomb, done. And also, like, two moves that I, we had never really seen used a lot before that. And also, he's not doing the Undertaker or... Like big show, he's doing the old school big show choke slam where he grabs a person by his neck. There's no protection, and he just throws them down. Like, oh, they jump in the air, and he, like, you know what I mean? He did the yeah. fucking one hand choke slam. It was great. So great. Shawn Michaels has never Sid taken the, something Sid worse. Sid is the archetype. I know we have a Sid episode already, but like, Sid is the archetype for every big man: choke slam, big boot, power bomb. That's every single big man for yeah. until the end of time. They Wearing use leather. one of the three or all three. You, you leather vest, so much shouting. This is the thing so that. Much yeah, Lex Luger has a bit of that too. He loved a nice yell when he was doing the flex. So basically, Lex Luger is now part of the WBF. Uh, oh, wait. He goes, for some reason, he decides that before dinner one day, I assume he had a couple of beers and was a hopped up on steroids and goes for a 50 minute motorcycle ride where he um, oh, yes. uh, misjudges a, uh, a turn based off his speed. Uh, goes airborne, uses his arm to break his fall so it doesn't hurt his neck or face, which was smart. It catastrophically destroys his arm. His arm is fixed with the uh, aforementioned metal plate. And Sting gets him a surgeon that's able to rebuild his arm in Birmingham, Alabama, of all fucking places. And he is able to Dr. keep wrestling. Andrews. Is that who it is? Yeah, he's, remember that. he's a surgeon of all surgeons. WWE flies him in everywhere, and this. But this is the other thing: is uh, Sting and Luger during the late time in WCW when it is Turner start their own gym. And I just would like to visit the alternate history of Lex Luger in 2018 in this exact same situation. Just becomes a fitness influencer and never gets addicted to painkillers. Oh and my only god! Does yeah, vanity steroids and lives. You know, lots of Botox, 100%. Looks fucking silly. Appears on podcasts saying bizarre things. Oh, my God. Like he a, would be a piss drinker. character like a Brendan Schaub where it's like he he does the thing, but the thing he does is just so he can get talked about on other things, and his whole industry is just yeah. weird public gossip. Yeah, Brendan Schaub has somehow – Brendan Schaub is what we all thought Kim Kardashian was going to be. Kim Kardashian turned out to be a very successful business person. Brendan Schaub – She already had so much money. But continue. She had so much money. She had so much money and was just raised in a business-minded family. Brendan Schaub, I think, fell out of the sky covered in goo in Orange County and just walked the beach learning the wrong lessons. Um <laughs> I have never seen a guy from a distance people dismiss more than Brendan Schaub. I walked by him once. Seems and he was like a, a nice guy. Seems like a perfectly nice human being. I think he's a totally wonderful guy. It proves that comedians are dicks because comedians do have this problem, which is you better not be bad at comedy and get any sort of success because they will comedians will treat you like a child molester. That's he's he was selling out theaters and was not good at comedy, and I guarantee people were like. I'll, let me, here's the list of things I'll be doing before I die. Getting that man. End of list. And Lex Luger is, again, very much like Brendan Schaub in wrestling sure. because he's constantly getting a target on his back. It's constantly he's affecting his work. Wrestling as Brendan he's Schaub. not as bad at wrestling as he as Brendan Schaub is at comedy, but he is that similar. Un, like, this is unnecessary bullying. If you let either of these individuals get good at the thing that they would actually like to do, 
then I actually don't think you guys would have a case for this bullying. But the problem is, is based on their personalities, they're not aware of what the problem is. They have a lot of confidence in their ability because they're very good at other things. This is just not a transferable skill, which you think it would be. So they really get suckered into the mocking all the time. This is Lex's problem in the WWF. Okay, you're training to about to debut at the WBF. Get the fuck off a motorcycle. Oh, no, I'm going to do that. You could totally destroy your arm. You re-debut, and you let them debut you. You've been this baby face, somewhat aware of. not You, you debut as Narcissus, the narcissist. And, by the way, it does give us one of the weirdest WrestleMania moments ever, which is... Dude, the Bobby Heenan thing is... Bobby like, Heenan and him Bobby having Heenan an going, interview oh, at WrestleMania. Fuck, look at his fucking... Oh, look at the traps. And a hot lady brings him a glass of milk, and he's wearing a uh, w, WBF t-shirt. Which, by the way, why don't we have WBF t-shirts? Why aren't we both owners of... Can you, we get WBF t-shirts, Dylan? I mean, I hope so. If they're available... we just get reprints. Why don't we just do that? If WBF... Oh my this? God! You go to you go to I'm looking, uh, I'm looking Chinatown at, I'm, in L.A. I'll go to Chinatown here. We find one dollar shirts, and then I write WBF on both no, of them. No, 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 We are getting official WBF. Sh- oh my God! There's so many different versions. Oh, it's so. <laughs> um, um. Not only that, there's also the you, you want to be careful when you're buying your World Bodybuilding Federation. You want to make sure that it's that. And not WBF clothing, which is Walk by Faith Clothing, a Christian lifestyle oh, brand no. that also has mugs. Their mugs are not as good as ours. Ours, of course, say, this has come. They say, about that life with a big, nice photo of the cross. About that life. Oh, I would like to, yeah, I would like to, I smell a new wrestler review uh, mug, Call which is about. This is cross. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. About that come. <laughs> about that come. Excuse me, Dylan. What are you about? Make come shoot again. How about that? We'll do a Make America Great Again parody. Oh my God, we'll, be, can we... we'll be the last ones to do that. Yeah, we. I, I'll tell you what program is going to put an end to the Make America Grand, Great fake merch, and that is us doing <laughs> Make Come Great Again. Yeah, my last name is Got, and people have said it my whole life. I'll just do the Got Milk campaign. Extra tea. Also, instead of milk, it says come. Got, got come. Got come. I love got it. I'll, I'll appear as the face with though. just come got on. Come. I got cum on my face? <laughs> it's in my ass, too. That's what it says on the back. <laughs> There's so much cum in my ass. The front is blank. <laughs> and then the I back also, says, There's so I much cum like, in my ass. I also like how you think mugs have a front or back. They're perfect. Oh, I was certain... saying t shirts, but yeah, sure. No, no, mugs. I like. It's also funnier if it's just mugs. My, <laughs> my ass is filled with cum. My Who's ass is mug? filled with cum. There's several mugs. Anyway. Here's the fucking thing. There you go. So he finally debuts as uh, the narcissist. Sorry, here's, here's a big push, though. Here's a here's the. Sorry, I just want to say this. This is the quintessential Lex Luger thing. Is he was the longest reigning WCW United States Champion ever at 523 days, um, which is really like never bring it really up. Good they never bring it up. Of what where he is is that he can kill every single upper mid Carter. When you put him in the main event, there's just something that kind of doesn't click. I don't think he loves wrestling, and that comes across when he's in a main event because he's like, you, "This is the end of the show. You want people amped." And then this guy who's just looking kind of tired, looking—he's trying to remember where he parked his car as he's getting into the ring. Was it by the emergency exit, or did I? Oh shit! <laughs> 
Well, and also he's like, all right, like you know how it's like you you are your character until you go to the curtain. Lex Luger's totally one of those guys. Like matches over. If like I would have loved if they had like <laughs> smartphones in the eighties because he would have just been like, yeah, torture rack, I win, and then just immediately matches over. He just checks his phone immediately. It's like oh, okay. <laughs> oh fucking. And he just starts like. Oh yeah, yeah hang on. This oh, is guys, a, a part of my character, guys. Can, can everyone shut up? I'm trying to like. I'm trying to call my goddamn kids here. Hey, um, I just want to let everyone know the time limit for this match is 12 minutes because that is when my Uber arrives to go back to the hotel. <laughs> he gets in an Uber and leaves. I like yeah. that. Yeah, like, hang on. Before I put you in the torture rack, let me just check. The guys are like, can we do the torture rack now? Like, this is the problem with Lex Luger. That's who I think he is as a guy. And also, he comes into. He's leaving WCW in chaos, and he comes to w, into WWF in the most in, intense amount of chaos I've ever seen in my entire life, in that it's Vince McMahon is being sued for steroids. Um, Lex Luger has been brought bring in. in steroids. Has they been brought in. in and his character steroids. is steroids. Like, his character is, yes. his character is he has a hot, tight body who is on steroids. He is then put with Mr. Perfect, who I assume just kept shitting on him literally in the ring. Well, this is the thing about that, though. They, um, sorry to get back to you, Sarah's point. There is, uh, I forget, I think it was, I've heard a couple places that he basically loses 15 pounds of muscle pretty much immediately because he has to stop steroids. That's so crazy. That's so much pound. That's a dog. Yeah. He pretty much loses a newborn baby and muscle immediately. Yeah. He loses a, a very large newborn baby. He loses three teacup Yorkies. Yeah. In muscle. In muscle off of his body. Yeah, just pure definition too. So it's like the character is weirder. Yeah, kind of like when Randy Orton stopped doing steroids, like when he was in Legacy, where it's like, oh, his thighs are really big. Like you just like, oh, his whole upper body's gone. But anyway, um, yeah, he comes in as narcissist. Bobby Heenan wants to jack off on his dick and his ass. It's they so true. Also, reheat. This is also the first time in WWF that I remember, at least, where they'd be like. Announcers were always like, "Oh, these on like as soon as you hit an announcer, they explode." But then they like bring out Macho Man and Mister Perfect sometimes just to be like, "But they're still good at fighting." Like as a kid, it was confusing. I always thought as soon as you became an announcer as a kid, you're fucked now. Like you're not good at anything. I completely agree. It's this weird thing that they kind of don't. How do I say this? It was this weird thing that they did. Um, that where. They Vince Man wanted to stop Macho Man to stop wrestling, so he just made him a commentator. And then Macho Man going to WCW and arguably ha- having some real career highlight matches kind of proved like, oh, you can kind of go back and forth. The main problem I always had, which is why do they pick wrestlers that are so bad on commentary? As it turns out, because it's like, oh, this guy's really good at, um, this guy's really good as a promo, but he can't do commentary. And then also, I think like. A guy like Cornette or Heenan, like they're managers, so like they're okay just constantly talking trash on everybody versus like a guy's like Mr. Perfect or Macho Man. They kind of like want to maintain a character, and it's really hard when Macho Man's entire character was I'm fucking crazy, you know? Mm, or like yeah. the babyface commentator. The babyface color commentator is always a weird fit. Imagine like if Lex Luger, they tried Lex Luger as a commentator. Oh my god, that guy, yeah. that guy yeah. fell. That that'd be hard. How much longer is this? <laughs> um, I would I would pay so much money for Lex Luger and Excalibur 
to do to be a commentary team just the most excited most knowledgeable and the least excited least knowledgeable oh my god lex that was a plunge into a 450 ddt last only seen by um uh kenta when he performed in mexico briefly in 2004 what do you think lex i don't uh, know what that is i was eating a club sandwich during that and i missed it but let me say this the club sandwich i got from uh coco's was a bit cold <laughs> It wouldn't even be that. It'd be like, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it's no. It's it's the the dismissive noise of a white man, not even pretending that he was paying attention. Yeah, sure. sure. Yes, it's sure. The word is sure. That's exactly what he'd be doing. It would yeah. be. Right. It would be. Um, it would be father in his third hour of watching like Pokemon. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Good to hear. Which good one's a hear. Charizard? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I, I didn't hey, think. Hated it. <laughs> Or like the little shitty, <laughs> hey, they catch these Pokeballs. They ever catch any Poke Babes? <laughs> or is it all Pokemon? I mean, first of all, that would be sick. That would be so sick. I can't wait for when your your son gets into Pokemon Go and you say those things to the 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 moms. Hey, my son's caught some balls. Do you want to cut? You want to catch them? Pokemon, I poke a bitch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say no. Black okay. Luger for sure would like you know the girls' match would be on and be like oh finally yeah holy <laughs> something like creepy yeah oh I'd like he, to fucking smell that ring he would exactly that, he but. would it would be no I think it would be way too far it'd be like I've seen three of these girls naked and they don't know it like it would be something like that where you're like, <laughs> that's a crime Lex <laughs> just for research purposes which ones have OnlyFans mm, yeah for research purposes which ones of them have phones with passwords I think I could guess mm-hmm. <laughs> which one do you think they have phones with passwords that are just like up for grabs anyway uh the narcissist the narcissist doesn't really work and this is the first of 95 times that um vince mcmahon starts this tries this gimmick he starts it it's Mark so Hitler, clearly him tried it with uh chris masters he of course tries it. fuck there's other ones that i'm here's what i never understand is they should do this gimmick but if they did this gimmick with ralphus or they did it with like an actual performer that you know what I'm saying? Like, like Dan Houser. Have something actually. It kind of sounds weird, but the guy has to be like nine out of ten perfect and have one fucked up thing. Like the guy has to have like janky ass teeth or a fucked up nose. And they need to put him with Chris Jericho, who can be like, "Look at this ugly bitch," and everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck him." It's like he's fucking perfect. Fuck you. He's fucking perfect. And then everyone's like, "No, he's not. Look, he's he's bad. Shame his body. Shame." Yeah, boo, boo, baboo, boo, boo, baboo. Or be like Mike Awesome, where it's like, I know what'll get you over. You fuck fucking big girls. Uh, no, what got Mike uh, Awesome over, and everyone knows this, is... Having a mullet and being racist. And from being from the 70s, when he was that 70s guy. Oh, yeah, that's how they got him over as the champion. That's right. That's what I would do, is just make him... <laughs> if I could that's work I... WCW, the only thing I would do is reform the NWO with Mike Awesome as the uh As everyone. Guy, he's the... Un... Be it. Yeah, he's the Outsiders and he's Hulk Hogan. Anyway, so as uh, Vince McMahon re- quickly realizes the narcissist doesn't work, he's being set up for a feud with Bret Hart, by the way. He attacks Bret Hart at a brunch at WrestleMania 9 in one of the weirdest sort of subplots that's never paid off. He then becomes the All-American Lex Luger by slamming yokozuna at the on the deck of the intrepid and then goes on this weird and then the boat sinks because he's fat (laughs) (laughs) dylan look at me right in my face look at me right in my face you did it um and then what happens is he goes on the lex express tour to try and like build up he becoming the champion and what we now know because of bret hart's book is this was supposed to be hulk hogan bret hart 
in a passing of the torch match, and then Bret Hart, uh, Hulk Hogan would not get in the ring. <laughs> and then, then you know what happened? Bret, Hulk Hogan was like, uh, no, I'm going to keep making money. I'm not losing to your champion. Uh, Bret fucked Linda. He got confused. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah, he fucked Linda. He went to Florida and he asked. Um, he he asked, and the first time she was like, what's this happening? He's like, I'm uh, licking you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, Linda. Your had, box. <laughs> Linda had. Because so he says box. Oh my god, he would say I'm box. Your box. I'm just gonna, gonna fucking. Around here. I'm gonna take my boots off before I go into the mud room. <laughs> I'm sucking your dick, but it's on your pussy. Yeah, I'm gonna saying. suck. I'm gonna suck your dick, but you're a woman, so it's whatever that is. And then she's I'm just she's so romance to it. Anyway, oh my god, yeah, you. This is yeah. as happy as I get. What's up, Linda? I'm gonna be Doug Gilmore. You're gonna be the 1996 Toronto Maple Leafs fans. I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> exactly. I guess do you think he... Do you think that all of Bret Hart's like pickups are all hockey based? What's up, babe? I'm Alexi Yashin. You're the Ottawa Senators in 2000. I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> I, I guarantee it's yeah. It's just a different hockey team and a different hockey player, and then I'm gonna fuck you. And they're like, and they you know, they go for it every for time. This, and now I just want to have sex with him less. Yeah, exactly. yeah. This thing with Brett's move is he he's really good at making women not want to have sex with him, but they still will. Bret Hart also like was very handsome back then. He had a very good spray tan, or honestly, I believe somehow real tan. And uh, he probably no. just pulled more ass than Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan had a bald head and probably just was like, do you mind if I try out some characters on you, dude? I'm into acting. Here's the first one. It's called The Good Guy. I don't like Filipinos, dude. Anyway, here's another one called Good Guy. Koreans. Bad. North, South, East, West. Don't care. All bad. Anyway, that's two of my characters I've been working on an acting, dude. What's up, dude? Let me say this, little lady. Let's head back to my place, dude. But first, you should be aware my phone will be on. My son will be calling. All right, dude. Um, <laughs> so we have the Lexus. Make sure my son calls me after five minutes because no woman deserves more than five of the Hulkster, dude. Here's the craziest thing about the WWE from the time is that Yokozuna is a great heel. He's a great heel champion. It was a really watchable time. It was great for kids because you had all these different good guys that weren't necessarily main eventers that could take a run at Yoko's title, and it made all the sense that he was the champion. He's a big, silent, fat guy who will hurt you by sitting on you. Come on. Mm -hmm. What's not to love? Um, Perfect for kids, too. Who's the bully all the time? Fat guy. It's fat There's guy. No muscle when you're, grade, you're three, in grade three. There's just fat guys. Just girth. Then... Um, they do the weirdest thing ever, which is Lex uh, wins the belt by countout, match by countout. They do a giant celebration. He comes across like a dork. I remember watching this years later on VHS. Yeah, I mean, like, does he have the title? Yeah, it was this so. Was a, this was the interesting thing. We should talk on something about def definitely Bruce Prichard addressed, which he said the Lex Express didn't work. So they he slams Yoko. Of course, they do the Lex Express where he's going on the bus across. America, America to try and like hands. basically he's a politician and he's pissed off Lex is because he has to be in a different gym every day and he likes his routine and I get weird thing is I get it I get it but it's one of those things where Lex you're being handed the ball and you it's one of those things he where you want to. he's like if this is what this is then fuck off like I don't here's the thing care. but here's the thing that's interesting about Lex Luger is he's kind of a guy that's figured out I can I can I can be just happy bankings low six figures a year and i live in a place where that money will go a long way yeah 
And that's what he does. Yeah, and also the thing about WCW was, especially like at that time, it's like a studio wrestling. They don't travel that much. They travel when in the south. Like this guy probably was on where he lives. Like, he's he's. This. They're based in Atlanta, where he lives. So he in the studio. He he wrestles in the studio. If they travel, it's a flight. Oh, that's fun. I get it's to also, trip and away it's also, from my family. Little, and cheat on like my wife. Ro- it's like you're doing road gigs with a Absolutely. little bit of seasoning. And then you go from that to like your what I will all the time. what I will never understand is why they did not, and it's because they wanted to keep Luke Lex as a babyface, I guess. But they do the Royal Rumble. It's one of the best Royal Rumble finishes ever. It's the first Schmanz Royal Rumble finish. It's amazing that they both land on their feet at the same time. It is awesome. It's awesome, cool stuff. Why they never had Lex attack Brett after brett won the championship i'll never know because they were friends they worked well together they liked each other uh, brett in, at this point introduces lex to coffee and he also lex also admits to starting to cheat on his wife as we alluded to earlier it's the build to wrestlemania 10 everyone kind of assumes it's going to be i always remember thinking it was going to be brett but i didn't realize there was a a good amount of time where it was considered no this was a way to coronate lex 100%. But by the time they got to WrestleMania, they realized, no, this has to be. Well, wasn't there a house show where they did dry runs of both? There was like a house show where they both won the title. Just it was that. Who won, the, and then basically Vince was like, which is so interesting. You they think also were, I think now, they were also doing like, some arm raising. Back then, like Twitter or Instagram. Like, <laughs> they also would just some... be like, oh, Lex Luger has 100,000 followers and Brett has 200,000. He wins. I think it's also, there were metrics like they raised his hand. They raised the hands, be like, this person, what if this person, like, they literally did that. Also, Lex apparently was heard in a bar talking about how he was going to win the title, which is why Vince switched it, which I hope to God is true. God, I hope that's true. Yeah, I really hope that he did something that fucking weird. But the other thing is, um, Lex just didn't really want to be Shut up. Um, I agree with you, but I think that that's, I don't, why? I, I hate telephones. All the you alerts are off. Do you know how much? All right, so I have this fucking Samsung watch. We were talking in our personal time about my Samsung. That's right. And sometimes I will get a notification, and I like check my phone, thinking, "What's this notification about?" And it'll literally be like, "Hey, someone posted on Reddit." <laughs> I'll be like, "Oh, sick! Thanks for telling me, stupid fucking watch, you motherfucker." Anyway, don't you uh, want to know when Lex someone Luger posts then, on did Reddit? You know this Jet Lex Luger invents the novel coronavirus, and that's his new finisher. Vince doesn't like it, and he's like, "I'll put this in a box for later." Yes, this is true. He he does debut the uh, COVID nineteen virus in nineteen ninety five when it was COVID ninety five, and they were like, "Ah, oh, this doesn't work with our Illuminati plans." Yeah. But what's the most upper mid card ni- early nineties thing you can do? Post WrestleMania to ten. Yeah, once they're decided, Lex isn't our champion. Oh, buddy, it is time for the Allied Powers. Yeah. The America. Who does stretch? Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. Let's find him. You're gonna headline some pay per views, and then Davy Boy is going to be found in a dumpster drinking what's in there. Exactly. He's gonna cut his hair. He's gonna turn on you. And Davy Boy did a heel turn right. To find out if there was any stuff in here that. Is drugs. I was just trying to That's find some action. drugs because Diana wanted me to not do drugs. And I said, I won't do drugs from a dealer. Dumpster's not a dealer. Brett says um, it's good when you cheat. I'm cheating on Diana by doing drugs. Look at me. Do you want to know why Br- uh, British Bulldog did that heel turn right? Changed his ring attire, cut his hair. That's they, they don't do this anymore, which is when a guy becomes heel, he's a new person. Get that haircut. He came back so much more tan such tighter trousers. I got to tell you, I love yeah, the Seth Allied. Seth Rollins is a different character. He looks exactly the same. 
Yeah, Seth Rollins is always. Oh, does he have long hair and a beard? Yeah, but he's wearing Dusty Rhodes' trunks or whatever. It's like I don't care. But it's like people wrestlers. This is one thing that's true, and I. It, this is not even about body types. Wrestlers in the '90s were okay with looking like straight up fucking morons. Yeah. And now it's like. Because well, here's like what it is: is then out later. What's weird is wrestling. When wrestling didn't have people that were wrestling fans, they were literally just people that wanted money for being tall. They would be like, yeah, I'll do my hair like that. Like, it's a no one talks about the real benefits of Hawk being addicted to crack. One of them being he's <laughs> totally fine with that haircut. The, and the other one was that he they, he came up with the brilliant idea that and, which I mean I saw as a kid and everyone thought of it um, in the Road Warriors, which is that Hawk and Animal's haircut plug into each other because oh, yeah. has the three and Hawk has the two and also he came up with the idea and to Hawk's credit he took the stupider hairstyle because you'd think if you came up with that idea you'd be the one with the mohawk that looks fucking cool it doesn't look that cool though like it's also like the, the one I, I mean that's true i only it looks dirt. better than literally two lightning bolts which is what i'm going to do when i go full ball i'm very oh my god dylan look at me right now do it um yeah, so Lex Luger basically is just kind of, he's in a tag team, but really he's going to leave the Federation at some point. And he does that with the most surprising, amazing first fire, shot fired in the Monday Night War. Will never be really welcome in the WWF, not because he killed Miss Elizabeth, but because of this moment where he walks out at the Mall of America and Bobby Heenan and Tony Schiavone react like someone has literally, they've never seen anything like this in their life. Mm -hmm. He comes in as a tweener character. It is so fucking well done in this. Is he with Hulk Hogan? Is he not with Hulk Hogan? It's the first time Eric Bischoff is, is flirting with that. This guy comes from somewhere else. Don't you know what this guy has done, but he's been here before stuff. It is awesome. It, he is part of the Alliance to end Hulkamania. He is part of the worst match that's ever happened in the history of Incensored, the triple stacked, amazing ready to rumble cage that features um, a wrestler actually called the final solution and Zeus. This is the other thing is no matter how much fucking color you put on Lex Luger, he is one of, he, honestly, I'm now just thinking about this. He is a Barry Darso type guy. Yeah. No matter what character you give him, his character is that guy. Uh, fucking, um, um, I'm Hitler. I like him. Oh, I'm a good guy. All right. I like the fans. Yeah. Okay. I'm a heel. Hey, Look at it's also anyway can i leave we're gonna take a break and then we i want to talk about here's my question dylan look, look at me right now do we want to do some show admin do we want to we can just talk about to the end of the show the nwo and then one more lex episode we'll recover nwo for half and then the other half lex luger doing a shitload of drugs because i feel like that needs its own half an hour to get the amount of times he talks about microwaving meatloaf is so sad well and then your t-shirts are too tight billy that should be the fourth episode exactly it should just be that video we should play that video on a loop your t-shirts your are, too are too tight billy i don't even know what you're talking about but i like it how do you feel about that you plan, haven't seen that video no we're gonna watch that video right now after the break Hey guys, thanks very much for donating to the Patreon. Uh, we're trying to do a drive to get to 100 subscribers, and at 100 subscribers, we'll think of something to do. But if you guys donate to the Patreon, we have $5, $10, $20, or $25 if you're really crazy people that you guys can donate to. Thank you so, so much for donating to Patreon. Uh, it's really made this even more worthwhile than just 
talking about Barry Horowitz's dick already is. I want you to know how much I love all the Patreon listeners. I was quietly reflecting on my love while Dylan was doing that. Let's be honest. Great commercial. We're back. Dylan, um, Lex Luger in the WCW pre-NWO times is a very interesting character because he comes in with so much storyline. And then they literally talk about something that I didn't know before this, which was that basically I thought for the way it was presented at all times to me was Lex Luger was lured away from the WWF by WCW. And really what happened was Sting was like, hey, man you gotta get Luger back because he's my friend and then Bischoff is like oh I guess and so this is the see here's what I Christopher Hobson Uh, Bischoff was initially reluctant to make the offer he didn't care for Luger personally or professionally and relented basically just because of Sting Bischoff offered Luger 150k a year 20% of what he was making when he left WCW three years earlier in a deliberate attempt to have him turn it down and then Luger just accepted it. Because here's the thing, you know what Luger is? Luger's a very smart businessman. Luger saw the writing in the wall at the Fed and went, my value will go down here and also... Yeah, because he was like, uh, we tried it, we tried it, it didn't work and the last last appearance that he has... He's in uh, New Brunswick losing to one of the, the Blue Brothers, I believe. Well, they beat men on a mission and um i'll tell you who's on them sorry they sure. lost to owen hart and yokozuna um at in your house too didn't win the tag titles which is like oh now you've lost yokozuna so many times and yokozuna himself is down the card so it's not even like you can yeah. tell oh, okay you're both declining but yokozuna is still better than you can I say, by the way, Yokozuna's re-debut at WrestleMania 11 as Owen Hart's secret tag team partner is possibly the last time um, a, surprise a, res- a surprise wrestler debut lived up. It's the, I think, the only time in my, in my, like, where you're like, that's exactly who you, oh, like, like I remember fighting too, where it's like, oh, shit, this guy was. Yeah, like, it's also. Other than AEW just <laughs> re-debuted Miro, and Miro's character used to be that he loved God. And now his character is he's blaming God for the fact that he lost to Brian Danielson. And his new character is he wants to get strong enough to beat the shit out of God. Which God. has got to be one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Let me, I'm going to give you like, one. I'm going to beat this shit out of God. And for some reason, his character is so nuts that everyone's Dylan, you like, need to look yeah, at me. I'm on board. Dylan, you need to look at me. I've been... I travel around the States a lot now. Let me tell you what is the most, relate, the most relatable... And true to the current environment in a lot of states in the U.S. And that is Nero's character of being someone who is taking so much HGH, he's going to be stronger than God. Because that, like, there are, th- that is the vibe. Like, in Florida, it's the most interesting combination. Because for the first time ever, like, backwoods crazies are being encouraged to work out. And that is... Listen... John, so fun. I haven't been exposed to enough Greek people. I've been linked... I completely agree with you. Literally is like, you know what? I see that you have a light cold. You will make that go away. Testosterone. And I completely agree. Testosterone for anything. Oh, I. Uh, do you guys want to check? I think I feel like a clicking in my ankle. Mm, that ankle's got very low testosterone. Yeah, you want to be injecting testosterone, obviously. You want to be no. It's, this it's is. A rub. This is also how you. Know, this is so funny because I live in California. Let me tell you what every 
um, like every doctor that's not specifically working in a hospital, but if you go to like private practice, you go to like a masseur, something like that, like someone's medical adjacent. Um, therapist, by the way. Massage therapist. I say masseur. Mm. If you ever want to get a, ma- a massage therapist upset, call them a masseuse because that's when you tug it. I'm my, my favorite thing was when I uh, Googled how can you tell if a massage parlor uh, uh, does hand jobs or does not because mm-hmm. I had a back spasm and I wanted a professional. And the list is so funny. Here's, here, here's what the list is. Number one, if there's neon lights, they're going to jack you off. Number two, if they're 24 hours, they're going to jack you off. Uh, and this is the third one, if which is something. Um, one of them, and I remember, I can't, I can't find, I've tried to Google this before and I've never been able to find this list, but it was a website. And the third thing was, uh, if they let, if they ask you what race of massage therapist you want, that place has got sex workers. I mean, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I mean, the right third there, one is the most obvious. If they ask the third one, the third one jacked off. Like that's me. That's true of any business. If they were like, who would you like your waiter to be? A Taiwanese woman or a Filipino woman? That person, that person's going to jack you off after you get your potatoes. Like, obviously. Yeah, what, what are we well, doing obviously here? John's been a bit racist there with types of, but anyway, whatever, John. Also, um, those, those are the I, race uh, of the people that work at the steakhouses I go to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good save. Um, <laughs> There's nothing better a, than doubling uh, down. A Catholic baptism. Go ahead. Uh, this Sunday, driving back, this was a little hint: was that there was an adver- there was a sign for a place that uh, was advertising sexy massages. So that's a bit of it. That's a bit of a subtle hint that they're. What kind of church were you attending that was so close to a billboard for sexy massages? Or what has happened to Toronto? It was. Yep. Ten minutes away. Drive. That's not that. But yeah, I mean, you get jacked off. Who cares? Yeah. No, it's fine. Get rubbed. This is something I've, I've also noticed that about all of my friends like who've had to be sponsored by a rub and tug specifically. I'll Wait a minute, do you think we do you think we could get sponsored? I still am very upset we're not sponsored by that company that advertises on Pornhub that just makes your loads thicker. I mean, we, Semenex? we could just do it for free. No, no, I want I want to email them and be like, we would like to discuss you sponsoring an us. Promo code. Yeah, we want an actual promo code. <laughs> I want a workable promo code from Semenex. <laughs> No, I mean, if we wanted something that would advertise on Pornhub, we'll just be like, and you, and thank you for, for listening to the rest of the review. And as always, you can find local singles in your area, which is, and then, you know, and then we live, leave a pause, and then wherever you live, it just gets it wrong enough that you're pissed off. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, it's, and I want like, the it's mess- always like 45-minute drive away, and you're like, I don't fucking live there. Fuck that place. Mm-hmm. There's always local singles uh, in your area, Hamilton. Exactly. And it's a different voice. It's a it's a weird person doing an impression of one of our voice. Barry. Anyway, this is something that I really like, which is in the spirit of Barry Darso, Lex Luger joins the Dungeon of Doom, and it truly is just like this is so much better. I'm I, from hell. I'm the devil. Uh, I, I work out a lot. I, I don't um, hang out with these no, guys. no. He, this is exactly it. He refuses to ever acknowledge he's in the Dungeon of Doom, and he's like, "No, but I'm also managed by Jimmy Hart. I'm not in the in the like in the most." Lex Luger basically treats the Dungeon of Doom like 
um, a girl that is not traditionally attractive based on American standards in the nineties. So no, I'm no, I'm not dating Roberta with the short hair. Like that's it's <laughs> the best WCW right before also, the NWO is so good because all of the wrestlers are WC or WWE guys. They're all wrestling better than they ever have for some reason. All of their storylines make no sense, and Hulk Hogan is just gotten this. People talk about Hulk Hogan being drunk with power in the NWO. You do the amount of the end of Halloween Havoc 1995 is a crime against humanity. The amount of oh, like Lex Luger runs in, an actual mummy l- runs in, the giant has fallen off of Cobo Hall into Lake Michigan, and they don't. That and then they don't say that gave him superpowers, which will make him be able to kill Hulk Hogan, <laughs> but they do imply it. But this is where it needs to go. This is as bad as it needs to get for Hulk Hogan to like, um, actually be convinced to turn heel. Um, but this is what I love about Lex Luger. He comes in guaranteed. They're like, you're going to be in the dungeon of doom. So what we're thinking for your character. And then a hundred percent, he just fucking came in. He was like sipping a coffee, but in a really obnoxious way. Like this, like, okay, Dylan, 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 no, no, Dylan, Dylan, because you're Uh, very good. Most I'll do is wear green. Okay. I'll be, I'm going to be the WCW executive and I'm going to pitch you on the dungeon of doom and you just react. So Lex, we want you to be sort of an adversary to Hulk Hogan. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, all right. (laughs) um and i think that it would be good if you're paired with jimmy hart as your manager yeah man i love bret hart okay where am i I working with bret again um bret's actually not at this company that's a completely different company that you chose to leave no who's that short guy then (laughs) um i'm not really ray mysterio (laughs) oh gene yeah gene okerlund anyway he's got a I'm going to say this right now. Dylan has nailed this impression. And for those of you that have the video, the way he's refusing to engage visually makes me want to punch him in his face. So like, I want to hurt Dylan so badly for this character. Now, Dylan, uh, you're going to participate with Ric Flair. in a catering? What's in catering? Do you guys have chicken breast or I have to fucking go somewhere again? I don't... I don't actually know what's in catering. Um, I'm in charge of well, creative. Why are you I, talking to me then? Because uh, we're going, we're going, and then come back. That's not my job. We need to. Why don't you walk and go get catering? I want to figure out. You? My name is John. I work for uh, Eric Bischoff. My name is John Gott. Well, go get Eric. <laughs> go get Eric. Have him tell me what's in catering, and then find me some fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that's what Lex Luger was like to deal with, and I guarantee that's why everyone hated him. It's exactly that tone. Of, there's you know nothing what? actually I wrong with it. Eric Bischoff hated him professionally because Eric Bischoff was a dude at the company who was short, so Lex Luger didn't. A hundred percent. And then Eric Bischoff got in power, and it's totally the thing where it's like. Oh, you treated everyone below you like shit, and now they are—they have risen, and you're Dude. like, oh, fuck, I guess I gotta, like, talk to this fucking loser now. It's an incredibly illustrative point for what we're gonna get to next week, but oh, when can you can I do re- an impression of, uh, you be Eric Bischoff, uh, you be Eric Bischoff talking to me, and I'll be Lex Luger. Okay, great, alright, um... Uh, hey Lex, I just wanna let you know, uh, the merch is moving. Did your wife wanna fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Steve, Steve, this guy's wife wanted to fucking suck my dick. Anyway, what do you do here again, little Eric? Um, I'm offering you $50,000. Oh, no. I hate exactly how correct you are about what Lex Luger was like to deal with. You know who know that really reminds me of? Which was, do you remember in like touring with guys who made a lot of money playing the oil fields 
in Alberta around Christmas time? Did you ever do like when they would whip through Ontario to play clubs and how they would treat like comedians from Toronto or exactly that? Like, Hey, you still dating that girl that wanted to eat my asshole? And it's like, I've oh, never, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never met you in well, my guys life. Are, guys are, there's a certain amount. The comedy in the world has less of those guys now, which is good. Hmm. I just remember the amount this was the move you always knew which was they would always uh say give me cigarettes and eventually i'd buy you a pack of cigarettes and then you then the way you get that pack of cigarettes <laughs> is you have to wait until they were drunk and then go i'm not giving you any more cigarettes and they or go you just take right. money just yeah take give me money. money that's what i always do like you owe me 20 bucks i'm get, i'm taking it now you just be really nice until a point where you're like i'm taking something from you and then they're so jarred by the fact that you've been nice that yeah they don't know what to do that you have to think so basically the entire we'll close on this and then we're going to do uh obviously Luger NWO Luger and my life is falling apart Luger at Starcade and this is the one thing that they stopped doing that they really should have kept going during the NWO was I completely agree. Yeah, the New Japan, Japan. WCW crossover which which sounds way better now that New Japan is what it is, and All Japan is what it is. But All Japan was like so good in the '90s, so they couldn't do crossovers. But New Japan needed that. Um, it's, but can I? I've watched this pay per view. So when I was injured last year, uh, and also all the other bad stuff that's been going on in my life, what I find incredibly soothing is watching pre NWO and WCW pay per views because the wrestling is really good in the undercard always because they get these guys that are like on the way up. They get a lot of um, lucha and Japanese system guys, so the wrestling is awesome. They get wrongly accused people like Chris Benoit. They get exactly correct. Just a man who's misunderstood. Do you know what Chris Benoit was? He's an artist. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just really soothing. And they all the one thing they also did at pay-per-views in this time is there would be pay-per-view contained storylines that because it's WCW, you never want a long-term storyline because they will drop it. They are not going to remember to do it. But if it's pay-per-view contained within, it's so exciting. Like, to just literally do a thing of, like, who's going to win this tournament and get the big trophy? And then Bobby Heenan's such a good commentator, he just keeps bringing up to the trophy to the point where you're like, yeah, someone get this fucking trophy, please. And also, he's just, like, very... That's the best thing when you have really talented people like Bobby Heenan. Don't overcomplicate things. Just make it a very clear thing, and he'll make it make it a very clear directive, and then he can complicate it and make it good with his coloring in of everything. And yeah. uh, just to close the episode, here is the summation of, basically, Lex Luger from the late WCW and WWF back to WCW is uh, pre-NWO. Lex Luger's last title uh, was that he beats Johnny B. Bad for the world TV title, loses it back to him the next night, and regains it on March 6th. So this is how low he is He's winning and losing the TV title from Johnny uh, completely. B. This is also the thing that's also so weird about the WW, WCW in this period of time. Uh, and then I have something that Christopher Hobson has just sent us live during record um, that I'm going to tell you and then we will end, which is Johnny B. Bad was weirdly like he's like the Coco Beware of this time in WCW, which is he's. He's regarded in some fashion because he's on every pay-per-view and he, even if he loses, has the strongest match against people. So I understand while we're looking at this in hindsight, that does seem like he's pretty low on the card. But beating Johnny B. Bad is weirdly kind of significant. <laughs> like in the way of like, 
someone pins Orange Cassidy in AEW right now, that does signal, okay, they actually do care about this guy. He's not necessarily the main event, but there's something to it. Uh, apparently, that's, coming a great, in- that's a great thorough line is Orange Cassidy and uh, Johnny B. Bad. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. And they're very similar. So, and they're, it's a very non WCW role, which is just, and it's something that our WWE role, but it's actually something that's very smart that AEW does and WCW does, which is there's, they actually build a mid card. Like there's actually sort of some logic to like, this guy could almost be in the main event. He could almost be the champion, but he probably isn't strong enough to do it. And it's very much who Lex is in this moment. Christopher Hobson coming in hot in the executive chat, which is Eric Bischoff apparently in this week's uh 83 weeks specifically says the only person that liked lex luger was sting let me say this about lex luger that guy knows how to pick a best friend oh yeah oh yeah man the second most important guy in the company just very clearly this just very very clearly and this is the thing that is mind-boggling before the nwo is luger apparently is the backup plan which is like that's insane if Hogan at the last minute I think that's that must not be true. bullshit. That's I, no, that no, that's not true. Bullshit. The backup because plan at the last second, you imagine if it's like the but everyone, would the backup plan was Sting. Everyone knows the backup like the backup plan was Sting, and here's how you know the backup plan was Sting. Everyone has said the backup plan was Sting. And it I makes heard at them, one point it was Luger, but yeah, I mean that makes way more sense. It may it's way more sense that it's Sting. Um and I gotta tell you, but would not like it had to have been Hogan. It doesn't work if it's Sting. I mean, it. You know what? It does work if it's. It does work if it's sting, but here's a really what has good to storyline with you took my company away. Fuck you. But it's a really good wrestling story if it's sting. It was literally mainstream news because it was Hogan. That's the thing. It was the and what's so interesting is because Luger was in WWE or WWF and then with WCW. It's this odd thing of. Which is weird. They don't play into that. Like, is like, could Luger be also on each other's side? Luger got very much injured early on in the match, which was always the plan to be able to set him up for being the third man if they had to. Um, all of that sort of stuff. Instead, he very much becomes like the general in the fight against the NWO, which we will cover next week. And it oh, yeah, leads he's, to he's a very important part of the story. He's the, where it's like, he's the uh, reason why Sting starts hanging out in the rafters. He yeah. is the only person that clean beats Hogan at some point during the mega NWO run for one of the most needless title changes ever. Um, that negatively well, affected his relationship with Sting. Hope in it. You can't just have Hogan steamroll everybody. We'll he didn't need to win the belt. Next week. We'll I, we will. Next- and then, of course, we will also talk about. Uh, Dylan Gott's favorite thing, the fact that Lex killed Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> no. Yeah, they had. They, Dylan, I will show you the text where Dylan's like, I, yeah, I like the WrestleMania 7 retirement match, but I like the, um, the postlude of that match, which is Lex Luger, Miss Elizabeth's match for their retirement. Dylan always talks about people life dying retirement. like it's their retirement. Yeah, life retirement. Like he talks about my bike injury. He's like, oh, that's when you almost retired from life. Mm-hmm. So when you that's almost got pinned, say, uh, ooh, you, you really didn't, you didn't sell that enough, John. Yeah, no, Dylan does. He, he's like, I thought you were trying to get heat with that injury. Yeah, <laughs> where is the heat? So this is that's fucking this episode. Then next week we'll have another goddamn episode of fucking Lex Luger's fucking life, John. Yeah, how when do you feel about that? I feel very good. Here's my highlight of Lex Luger in this time period. Uh, it was for sure the time that he came home and asked his wife to smell his fingers. Here's the low point. No low point. Lex Luger was a was a king at this period of time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Smell my dick. Smells like I, some other I got, bitch is to see. I gotta tell you, I really hate how well you did a Lex Luger being dismissive impression. That is one of the most like 
I hate it. These fucking carnies. Oh my god! And this god. is the thing about Lex Luger. Like, I I do mean this. Like Lex Luger, there is another reality where Lex Luger just has a bunch of gyms with Sting Instagram followers yeah. and a supplement called Lex Pills, and everyone who takes them thinks they're gonna look like him. Look at me right now. If Lex Luger was not in a wheelchair, he would be on the Joe Rogan Experience. Shilling the Liver King Lex Luger. Let's go. Oh my god, he'd be the Liver King Lex Luger. Um, you just eat ankles. You don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't do steroids. I oh my god! I wish Lex Luger was still a bit on pills and just starting Twitter flame wars with uh, the Liver King and Mr. Beast, just going after Mr. YouTubers. Beast. I mean, Mr. Beast is a bit out of his weight class, but the Liver because, King for sure. But here's why he'd go after Mr. Beast. He's like, "You are not doing anything that a beast would do." He's like, "Where are your push-ups?" <laughs> I'm a beast. Like he'd be upset oh, yeah. with and the use of have, Mr. Like, beast. Biannually just go after like anyone chubby. <laughs> oh my God. He just, uh, let me tell you why Shane Gillis should have gotten fired from SNL. He's fat. That will be Lex Luger. I want other dimension Lex Luger so badly. He is in a wheelchair, but it's just because he wants Liz to push him around. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not doing cardio this week, Liz. I'm too tight. Mm. I'm not going to fucking, sacrifice my gains by walking to the fridge he's one of those guys that was a who thought covid was a was fake like week one the only other person i know who's like that putting that poison in my body i'm not putting that virus in my body he's already like there's no way like he was i know what the vaccine of course i know one guy who was like thought covid was fake week one and that guy is so crazy week one i was just listening to a thing on alex jones where he was like don't worry about COVID. It only affects Chinese men. And then he got a bunch into a bunch of race science. And then he had to back that up and be like, actually, it's not real. Listen, I've been listening to Knowledge Fight every week, every episode since this pandemic started. The amount of different theories Alex Jones has had is what COVID is. It, my favorite one was when he almost, they I can't remember when this one, but it felt like he was almost about to be like, you know, it's possible. It could just be a flu that mutated inside of an animal. And then someone ate that. Like it was one of those things where he got so deep into it. He almost just said the real thing. I got to say this about the conspiracy right wing in the United States. It has ended its most insane period, and I should be very afraid for the future, but I cannot stop enjoying all of these men in their 50s who will bring every conversation back to, we just need to smoke cigars with each other. I don't know why we think that that's a solution to anything. The cigar, much like the song My Way, is just a signal that you are maybe a douche. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, how do you get this economic rut? Why don't you let men be men? Exactly right. We should just so I'm a, have a sports car. That's how you get out of yeah. this. Also, I'm a cigarette smoker, and cigarettes are the way you ingest tobacco. You know, you know why? You smoke them in the rain with your most unhealthy of friends, and you talk. Cigars, there's no talking. It's too much. Too much. It takes like 16 hours. Exactly. I don't have that time. I want five minutes to just be in a rage. Inhaling. That's how you ingest tobacco thank you so much for listening at wrestler review on every goddamn fucking social media platform join our patreon yeah. for early episodes my paypal is at john hastings comedy send me cash send him cash thanks so much for listening guys and we'll be back next week with the end of lex luger's career and miss elizabeth's life i shouldn't have said that so happy but yeah i did you are you are. like it we're he likes dead. it we're he likes that we're all dead inside we're all dead <laughs>